Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Expedition Self on Ohm Times Radio with lifelong learner, entrepreneur, and creator of the worlds of Expedition Self, Sam Parado. Sam shares four decades of studying, guiding, and teaching how to go inside so we can build an incredibly powerful, dynamic, and validating relationship with the self. Expedition Self is laced with stellar, unexpected insights about what it means to be human. Listen now and ignite your self-development process with Sam Parado. Well, hello, I'm Sam. Welcome, welcome, welcome to my show. This is a new time slot. I'm not used to talking in the dark. And uh, for those of you who couldn't listen and uh, call in on Wednesdays at 5, I'm hoping now you might find it easier to hang with me live on Tuesday nights, now at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You know, gosh, um, I started my radio show for two reasons. And the one is that I needed a way to free all of my life's work from inside myself. And I needed to get it out of my belly so I could take in more, have room to, oh, I don't know, reframe and rethink. You, you know how that works, right? Well, um, before I dive into the topic of today's show, which is how to consolidate your power, I, I just want to like talk a little bit about that <laughs> for myself. You know, when you have inner thoughts floating around that the minute you put them into words or on a page or, or within a conversation, they, they have this way of shifting and, and your attention changes as you listen or you watch uh, them make their way in, into the openings or land on <laughs> someone else's ears. That collaboration with the other, with a person, or, or just to let the words out, it's, it's freeing for me. And I, I think it's probably freeing for everyone. And it's the reason that finding ways to express yourself is super important. And so this brings me to the other reason I wanted to do the show is because I, I like the idea of inviting other people to engage with me about the thing I'm most passionate about, <laughs> which is going inside. And so that means when you call in and you talk with me about the subject, we get to, t to collaborate and explore these ideas together. So if you've been listening to me for a while, you, you know how important this is. And while I was taking a bit of a break from all things in the last few months, I decided I'd make an addition to the format so that this could happen more readily. So each month I'm inviting you to talk about your growth, growth process right here on the air. So you being who you are, an everyday person doing everyday growth work, learning how to go inside, you can come on the air and actually share it with me as part of the show. And you know, God, 
there's there's nothing more helpful to learning how to go inside really than listening you know to another person's process of learning and how they how they do that for themselves so beyond inviting you uh, to put a reminder on your calendar for 8 p.m eastern standard time on tuesday night so you can call in live <laughs> i'm also inviting you to send me a note at hello uh it's it's at hello at expeditionself.com and let me know you'd be interested in being one of those extraordinary humans willing to share and engage about your growth process um I, I hope you'll take me up on it. We'll we'll talk before you go on air. So it's not like you're going to call me and then it's going to happen, but so that you can be more comfortable. All right. So you can also, if you just want to connect with me, I would love it. You can write me at hello, hello, <laughs> one hello at expeditionself.com. And today you can call in if you don't have the number already at 202 and there's a there's a ton more to come this year that I'll be sharing about in the coming months. Um, so um, I want to take a moment to talk about my break. the The first thing to know is that taking breaks is something most people just don't do, right? Once things get rolling and get started, it feels like they have to say yes and yes and another yes. But I. I don't think the creative process of life uh, really works like that because, hey, <laughs> we are not robots. And although we're moving into an age where we're going to coexist with robots, I think we humans are still vulnerable, biological, spiritual beings. And that means we need to take a rest or take breaks uh, from the routine. Um, so, all right. Um, so this is what I did, right? And although I didn't know exactly how it would happen, I knew I needed to focus on going inside and figuring out how I, I need to go inside and kind of figure out how I wanted to live. And so a couple of things, they became super clear. And although they didn't begin to move until the end of my break, they, they did move. And one was I realized that I'm not living a creative enough life and it's taking a toll on me. You know, I, I don't find enough room to draw or drum or dance every day. I don't make room for it. And I, I'm not even available to do it because I often fill my schedule so much, like I overfill it. And then, of course, the other thing I saw was the doing of my client work and I needed to reinvent that, to put it back on a foundation where the quality of my interactions actually meant something to the people that I was talking to. And to describe it a bit further, I work with people in companies by guiding them to grow within themselves and by facilitating conversations while they're doing business. And I teach people how to come together to evolve in their culture, which means they feel more and they share more and they drop inside themselves and bring more of that to their, their workspaces. But by last year, after living through the changes that were brought on by the pandemic, it was, it was like my words had lost their meaning to others. Like the value had dipped and, they were kind of heard as droning and, and 
And of course, the support for changing the culture was replaced by this desperation to survive. Um, I think this was a product of feeling at some cellular level, like we were at profound risk, right, of ceasing to exist during COVID or something. And so um, I guess, you know, it, in my pause, I worked to correct this. Of course, it meant by my moving towards realigning my work, that it might mean my work would not be in alignment with my client's goals. But this is the risk I talk about all of the time, because the way the last years affected me, the way it, it took its toll was to cause me to feel like I needed to be more fulfilled, to feel like my hours spent in life are meaningful to me. And this was scary. You know, survival is real for all of us. You know, how will we support ourselves and those we're responsible for? Uh, what, what will the future be? We don't have what we need. Anyway, I did work to reset things, and it appears like I'm in a better place now uh, to be of service, both to them and to my needs. So the last thing I want to share with you about my pause was that I looked around at what I drag around with me, like things I, I never complete or old clothes I've had for 25 years and just can't bear to get rid of. I, I explored a ton around my sense of holding on for security, holding on so I don't get out on the edge and not have what I need. You can see the theme here. I, I'm sharing all of this because, well, not only do I want you to have a sense of me and how I do my work, but I'm also thinking that each of you went through your own kind of reinvigoration or rethinking or regeneration. So anyway, for me, there were lots of clean out projects and throwing things away and uh, reconsidering how I wanted my living space to feel, <laughs> you know, how much time would I have to balance life and not just be a workhorse. So huh, this going inside, I talk about all the time, there are times when it's really about a huge left turn in life, and this needs room to explore. So that's what I did. I share all of this with you because I know everyone has to go through their life and rethink how you live. But lots of people, they don't really do it. Instead, they live inside of a complaint, a constant complaint or sense of defeatedness, or they're so busy, they just won't say no. And if you were going through something like this during that same time I was, I would love to hear how it went for you too. All right. So, um, gosh, let's dive into our subject today. Consolidating power. Consolidating power. It's funny because um, as I think about it, and I'm sharing with you right now, in some ways, I think that's what I was doing over the last four months was consolidating my power. Right? So the first thing we need to talk about is how I define power. And this is probably a good time to take a breath, a big breath, right? Because we're going to dive in to a multi-layered subject that has so many meanings and complexities. It's kind of hard to talk about. 
And I'm going to give you uh, some ways to think about it today. And hopefully you'll be able to connect to your own experiences, your own life and your own thoughts as I talk. A lot of times when I share things, people say to me, oh, I stopped listening to you right after you said X or Y or Z. And, you know, I want to say that's completely normal because I build on one idea on top of the other. And so if the first idea is the one that actually sticks with you, then that's the reason you were listening. That's the reason you were here today. And that's the reason that... um it makes sense for you to honor, truly honor where you get stopped. So when I talk about power, I'm not talking about having authority over something, right? In a, in a dominating way. We're, we're not talking about controlling uh, people or situations, right? Like where you're standing over on the side and you're lifted up and then you're you're gazing out across things and deciding where it's going to go and how it's going to go. The power I'm talking about is the commitment to the self to embrace all thoughts and feelings and experiences to stand with, to stand with who you are, right? In your feet, at your back, across your shoulders, on the top of your head. This kind of power is self-contained. It's, uh, it's not a power that you think about being blown out into the world as a way to get needs met or save, save ourselves. It's, um, it's not thoughts and feelings used as defenses or distractions or, or reactions to being provoked. You know, ultimately, our power can be utilized in the world to cause some sort of movement. But if we are to consolidate it, we must understand and ground ourselves in the very soil of where it grows and matures. And that's to hold and witness and be with all the thoughts that are constantly changing shape inside of us. And you know, when I say all, I have the A, the L, and the L capitalized. I mean all. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Disappointment, annoyance, joy, guilt, embarrassment, delight, mischief making. And then every experience of your life and every thought that you ever had. I mean, all, right? Now, granted, <laughs> we can only be conscious of so much of it. But even to say, this is important, if I'm going to be in my power, I'm going to stake a claim for even the all that I don't know that lives in those places I have no idea exist. I can't tell you how often I'll be working with someone and they'll, they'll drop into a, a new room within themselves, right? New space. And some feeling or thought makes itself known. And it's a game changer. And, and they'll look up at me and they'll say, well, what do I do with it? <laughs> right? 
right? What, what do I do with it now? You see, our psyche, our psyche wants to do something with our power because it's like a hot potato. Just because you see something for yourself, just because you know what you think or tap into feelings doesn't mean you can just hold on to them. It doesn't mean you can just hold on to them. We think if I can think it, if I can feel it, then I got it. But that's not actually how we're wired in the psyche. That's not how our being is wired. So right now, I want you to imagine a very hot potato. You know, when you've baked it, it's wrapped in foil and it's been in that oven at 400 degrees for the last 45 minutes and you go over with a flimsy potholder in your hand, you know, that's been in use for the last 25 years. And when you grab that hot potato, it starts to burn through the material of the potholder. And you start saying, ha, 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 and moving your feet faster to try to get to the counter so you can get it out of your hand. This is what we're oftentimes doing with our thoughts and feelings. We're trying to unload them. So our discussion today is about how to consolidate your power. And it starts with recognizing just how often you're trying to either avoid being in touch with it because it brings up discomfort within yourself or how often you're trying to offload it so you don't have to feel it. All right, when we come back, don't forget that sense of the hot potato because that's where we're going to pick up. Pick back up. A conscious lifestyle for a mindful life. Om Times Radio. IOM FM. Om Times Magazine is one of the leading online content providers of positivity, wellness, and personal empowerment. A philanthropic organization, their net proceeds are funneled to support worldwide charity initiatives via Humanity Healing International. Through their commitment to creating community and providing conscious content, they aspire to uplift humanity on a global scale. Connect at omtimes.com. Ohm Times, creating a more conscious lifestyle. My name is Victor Furman. Some call me The Voice. I've always been fascinated with human nature, spirituality, science, and the crossroads at which they meet. Join me Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern on Ohm Times Radio, and we'll explore these topics and so much more on Destination Unlimited. you came across someone struggling with hunger, how would you recognize them? Would you notice an eight-year-old girl who's, who's not, not excited, excited for summer, summer break because she may not be having lunch again until September? Or a war veteran who's having a hard time landing a job and getting back on his feet? I am the one in eight Americans who struggle with hunger. I, I am hunger in America. America. Hunger can be hard to recognize. Learn why at IamHungerInAmerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. All right, we are back. I'm Sam Parado. You are listening to Expedition Self. And today we're talking about how to consolidate your power. 
So uh, if you're just joining us before we went on break, we talked about this sensation of trying to hold on to a hot baked potato with a pot holder that's not quite doing its job and how fast you try to get to the counter and get rid of it. And so um, as, as part of really um, this idea is that we're looking at what we really think our power is, how to take the case that there's more of it than we realize, and then also to start to notice ways that we disperse it or dilute it and don't even realize we're doing it. So I want to start today with a poem, which I usually do at the end. Um, and this poem, I'm sure many of you, I'm not surprised that you've heard of it because it's a very, it's not even a poem, it's a speech. It's very, very famous, um, but it's super relevant to the beginning of our conversation about consolidating power. And it's Nelson Mandela's 1994 inaugural speech. And so I, I'm going to read it to you right now. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, and fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small doesn't serve the world. There's nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we consciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. So this is one of the challenges about power is that it, it sounds like if you have power, you're spreading it and emanating it everywhere. <laughs> um, and I, I do so love his speech because it does speak to this idea that we are afraid of our power, that we want to offload it. Right. But the reason we want to offload it from my vantage point is a, a little bit uh, wrapped around a whole bunch of human needs. So, yes, we are afraid of our power because what comes with it is this responsibility and the ramifications of really having it. But at a very sensory, visceral, feel it in your body place, it's just too hot to handle and hold on to. And so we don't consolidate it because we're trying to get it out of us. It's so interesting, right? We human beings, we're such juxtapositions. Like on the one hand, we say, I wanted this and I want to make that happen and I want to feel great. And on the other hand, at some other level, we're trying to get it out of us. So I want to contrast this to where I started the show today, talking about how much I wanted to unload all of the content of my lifetime, how much, how I like needed it to get into conversation or collaboration with others. And this would seem like it's the opposite of what I'm saying, right? Like, no, I thought we were consolidating, not getting rid of, but it isn't because this content and these thoughts that I'm sharing right now, these are 
a byproduct of sitting with all the hot potatoes for a very long time until they actually began to rot. <laughs> I know. It's kind of funny, actually, because it is the other side of the spectrum. They, they stopped being an expression of my power in terms of where they were resting because in actuality, they began to represent a place where I was losing power or holding on out of fear or being attached to how things went and withholding myself from life. So I know this seems complex. Um, it's one of the reasons growth work has to come in parts or in steps because really we have to have it meet us where we are. So today we're focusing on how you can consolidate your, your power to bring it into you, to be willing to hold on to the hot potato until it's no longer hot. And then you can decide how and what you'll do with it. So if you go back to you and that potholder and the hot, hot, hot potato wrapped in tinfoil, what you see is that you were a reaction to the heat there was no conscious choice being made in your head. It was a survival-like scream saying, get this out of my hand. We're at risk. Must get away. Must save the self. So yes, I'm suggesting that you, inside of yourself, are trying to get away from your power. And it's totally reactive. Well, maybe not totally, but it's a lot. And this power... It takes the form of emotion and experiences that bring love, hurt, sadness, uh, rage. It, it, it takes the form of conflicting thoughts that cause us to be caught inside of two beliefs that don't seem like they fit together or they seem unacceptable. And it takes the form of avoidance. When we formed a conclusion about ourselves, and some inner thought or feeling brings it to a head, right? Triggers it. See, the reason I'm doing a show about consolidating power is because we mostly view our real power, whether you realize it or not, as something to get rid of. Because our real power is the totality of all of our thought feeling, beliefs, and experiences, both conscious and unconscious. That's what our real power is. We look at it as something to carve off, marginalize, and get rid of anything about it that's uncomfortable. Therefore, <laughs> those pieces, those splatters, those drips, right? Those little remnants, they're splayed all over your life and you may not even realize it. You may not even realize it. So that's what we're going to talk about next. The ways you splay it. I like that word, actually. Splay. Um, I'm sure it has uh, some Latin root that I, I don't know. So anybody wants to call it and tell me that, you can as well. Anyway, I, I made a list of from and to's for this uh, session today. And so we're going to take each one and spend a little time discussing it. And I specifically chose words that conjure a feel for you. Um, and, and to help you uh, connect with it, 
So let the word just melt down over you and then notice what thoughts show up. Okay, you ready? The first one is to go from being flimsy to being grounded. To go from being flimsy to being grounded. Now, when I talk about grounded, I'm not talking about stubborn. And it took me a long, long time to distinguish the difference between those two. But for this moment, just before we dive in, I want you to think about how flimsy feels. It's bendy. It falls from one side to the other. It doesn't stand up. There's no structure inside of it to keep it up. It flops and rolls, flails. It rolls around and can be smashed or lofted into the air where it has to come back down. Being flimsy is like having no place where there's a sense of being attached to the core of you. It means you can blow in the wind to the left or to the right or all the way across the parking lot. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It can look like going with whatever happens around you, whatever the world dictates, whatever someone says, without thinking for yourself about it or checking in with how it feels. It can look like pleasing others, just flipping over to one side when it looks like it'll make someone happy and then flopping back to the other when you're with a different person. It's flipping over an idea because it seems okay for the moment, but not really getting connected to what has you buy into it or feel good about it. It can take the form of having no real understanding of why you are who you are or think the way you can, you do. It can look like a facade that's always at play trying to relate to everyone and, and make sure they like you or, or that they're happy with you or that they're responding to and connect without having a deeper truth attached to it. Flimsiness can't hold the hot potato. It doesn't even have to feel bad about, about it. And see, the thing about what I'm talking about is I'm not describing an overall like personality necessarily. I'm talking about the places where we're flimsy. 
the places where we don't even think about what we said yes to, the places where we share a moment and then the next thing we think about it, it's gone. I have definitely been flimsy in so many times, in so many places where I said yes, but didn't actually follow through. Flimsiness oftentimes shows up when someone's scared, scared of losing something, scared of being found out, right? Imagine having a relationship with someone and knowing they don't feel good about the way their friend interacts, but then seeing them with that friend and they act like it's fine, flimsy. Now, I have to say, I think we live in a world where this goes on all the time. Someone in our life or some situation that we're in, the truth is there. And then that same situation occurs with other uh, individuals or another scenario. And all of a sudden, it doesn't look the same. Flimsy. Flimsy. Grounded gives you a way to say, this is where I stand. This is where my feet are planted right now. This is who I am at the moment. This is what's going on for me. This is what's coming up. And I want to know these things. I don't have to do anything about them, but I also don't have to leave them. So this idea of grounded in contrast to flimsy is starting to say, whatever it is that I express, whatever my actions are, I want to know that all of myself is there. And if it isn't, then I can speak that. I don't have to just hop over the top of it. I happen to be, somebody sent me, you know, how everything's on the internet. They sent me a picture of this amazing pole vaulter that took his pole and then went eight feet on top of the pole. And, you know, every single moment was like flipping and contorting his body to the point that I don't think there were more than two inches when he cleared the pole. The thing about flimsy is that it can look like contorting ourselves over the top of that pole and we don't even see the, the vaulting that we did to get up and over it. So grounded means that you want to know what's behind your yes. You want to know what's behind your pleasing. You have an intensity about making sure that every part of yourself, the part that wants to be active and the part that doesn't, the part that is afraid and the part that's courageous, you want to make sure that all those inner polarities are present. All right. How's it going? I'm, I'm thinking you're in touch with flimsy. All right. So if you think about where are you flimsy, that's a place where you lessen your power. Right? So there's no question. The equation here is that wherever you don't stay in touch with your whole self, one of the ways it can show up is that it makes you flimsy. And when I say wherever you don't stay in touch with your whole self, we know that's kind of impossible. But it's the intention to do so. It's the intention to keep turning over the rocks, to keep lifting the lid on the box, to keep listening to things even though you don't like them. So the next from and to is from unhealthy to self-supporting. From unhealthy 
to self-supporting. When we don't hold on to and seek out our inner thoughts and feelings and sense of being, the reason it's unhealthy is because by the very essence of not seeking them out, we're not taking care of the self. And taking care of the self means paying attention. Unhealthy emotionally means we're going to find ourselves in relationships and circumstances where we are in some way at risk without the consciousness to go with the risk. We want to take risk in our life. That's the only way to actually experience keeping our mind young and, and um, plastic, <laughs> right? Uh, and it's also the place where we keep the being self on their growing edge. But when we are ending up at risk without being conscious of it, well, that means that at some place we weren't connected with our whole self as much. Now, of course, you can never know everything that goes with a risk, right? That's part of the point of the risk. It means we're making choices to get rid of the hot potato without really caring for what the self needs. This word healthy is kind of challenging because it would be like, well, what in what context are we unhealthy? Well, what I'm implying is that the more information you have about yourself gives you more material, more, more uh, ground, right? More roots to make choices in your life uh, that take into account the things that are good for you, that lift you up, that make you feel like you're capable to create, you're capable to causing life to, to, um, being responsible for the things that make your life work. I'm also saying it's unhealthy for us to block what's ha happening inside of us. I mean, let's remember that listening to the whole self and learning how to honor all aspects of who we are is healthy for us because we use that energy to create, to build, and yes, to support who we are and what we need. I, I have to believe that when we deny our own needs by not realizing we even have them or just depriving ourselves because, gosh, of a myriad, right, of good reasons we give ourselves. Too busy, other people are more important, I can't afford it, there's not enough time. It can't possibly be healthy for us. So health in this case is defined by the very idea that we're self-supporting, self-advocating, and able to listen to what's happening inside of us and begin to put words and expression on it and get up underneath it and hold it and cradle it and support it, right? And that that is what takes care of us. That's where we are caring for ourselves. Okay, I'm not quite done with this subject. When we come back from break, I'll finish the last piece around this idea of health and self-supporting. The best of holistic, spiritual, and conscious world. Om Times Radio. IOM FM. Ascending Hearts is no ordinary dating site, but a spiritual dating site with a purpose to link you with your soulmate. 
We engineer the serendipity so you can trust that you will attune with someone that has the same matching vibration as you. Ascending Hearts, the conscious dating site for the spiritually aware. Try Ascending Hearts for free. AscendingHearts.com Imagine yourself being transported to India, to the banks of the Ganga, and an ashram in Rishikesh. Visualize that you are welcome to satsang with an American sannyasi who shares the wisdom of her guru. Your visualization has manifested. Join Satvi Bhagawati Saraswati for inspiration and transformation every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on Om Times Radio. If I could be you. And you could be me. For just one hour. If you could find a way. To get inside. Each other's mind. Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk a mile in my shoes. We've all felt left out. And for some, that feeling lasts more than a moment. We can change that. Learn how at belongingbeginswithus.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Walk a mile in my shoes. All right, we're back. Uh, I took a drink in that break and the water went pouring down my front. I think I missed <laughs> my mouth. Um, anyway, I'm back. Uh, I'm Sam Parado. We're listening to Expedition Self and we are talking about consolidating our power. Now, at this moment, I'm hoping you're starting to like put a little bit of a link around this idea that the consolidating of our power has to do with really staying in touch and seeking all of the inner parts of the self. But what we're actually talking about is what it looks like when we can't do it so that we can use that as a sign to pull ourselves back. And I feel like growth work, a lot of it is noticing the gap in between. It's noticing, okay, I, I see what I'm doing out there. That must mean I'm not in my power, right? So we're talking about this idea of flimsy, and uh, self-supporting. So I, I think the link here that's important is that most of the time when we think of ignoring our needs or not paying attention to the many voices and aspects of the self, we don't also recognize that this is dissipating our power. It's allowing it to flow like rain out of the gutter off a roof line, right? Like drop, drop. So with each moment we ignore or we shush with each moment, we play down the physical, emotional, intellectual needs of being who we are. We're not being self-supporting and we're losing power. We want to stop and then listen to what's going on inside with the desire to validate what you hear. Now, I want to say something about the supporting of needs. I'm not saying you act like someone who's entitled and demanding and self-absorbed. I think a lot of times we go there, right? I th what 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 we really want to do is listen and validate our experience. When you consolidate your power, when you're focused on this sense of bringing yourself into a more concentrated, concentrated version of you, I love that word. The last thing you're going to do is look around the world and lay your expectations all over it or demand that it deliver for you. That is not consolidation. That's a power disbursement. Disbursement. The mouthful. That's a power disbursement. It actually repositions it in the other's hand. 
So remember, your power is your thoughts, your feelings, your sense of being you, your experiences. And when you're not self-supporting all of it and the mystery of what you don't yet know in that, your power can't be drawn up and through you. Okay, the next one. From excessive to cohesive. I want to tell you right now, I am an excessive type. I do, I do things in excess and my entire, uh, like behavioral process of noticing where my powers in excess is, it's been one of the mainstays of my growth work. I think a lot about moments when I have a plethora of words. They don't necessarily add up to anything. They don't even get used in a way that lands for another person. Now I happen to be talking about words here, right? The, the words spoken, they, they, they make their way into the airwaves with less attention to what the other person or group is actually doing with them. It's, it's like everything is on overdrive. And now this is also true about if I'm out having a good time and I don't want to go home or <laughs> if I'm uh, indulging in some like creative experience that I love, right? This, this whole excess thing kind of starts to, to be at play. And this, this overdrive, it causes a sort of disassociation or separation between what's happening on the inside of the self and actually paying attention to the self. I guess um, I think excess is really one of the ways we leak our power. It's, it's not intentional. It's not manageable. Right? It's difficult to be responsible for how and where it lands. It's just out there. So it's, uh, I, I'm sure if you're not able to connect with this in yourself, like I can, I'm sure you can connect with it with other people, right? Or other scenarios where it was just more and more and more was happening, right? And it was kind of like, where are they in there? And so what usually accompanies this particular layer, if you were to go inside, is a ton of discomfort or fear, right? Like when I'm nervous, I talk a lot. Uh, another route inside of this can be needing to have attention, to be validated. So there's just more gets getting put in the space, right? We just keep extending more and more and more. We keep giving more and more. Think of it like being in a group of people and having to say something even though you don't, right? Having to make a contribution so people don't think you're this or that, or so you feel like you're part of it, so you feel like belonging. So you start coming up with things to do or fix or that moment when someone diverts the conversation that's going one way and then they tell a story and then another story, even though it wasn't necessary. Or maybe you're someone who is always explaining why you're saying what you're saying. And then you explain why you said what you said. And then you say it all again. Okay, now I do re recognize I'm doing this through talking. But really this idea of excess, it really does play itself out right, in a whole bunch of different ways that are not just words, thoughts, feelings. 
So I'm talking about it inside of thoughts and feelings, but you can see it in these actions too. When we're too busy, when we have to get 10 things handled and don't notice what's happening with us emotionally. Excess doesn't allow us to retain a partnership with the thoughts and feelings and actions being expended. We just let it go. We just let it ride. So when we can begin to stay attached to our thoughts and our feelings and our actions and seek the understanding and attention that helps us to remain within the whole self, we begin to consolidate around this information because it's not being dumped out at every turn. We could probably also talk about when we're excessively repeating something over and over, not getting that new information about the thing we're repeating. Are we even listening to ourselves? <laughs> you know, are we even paying attention to the repetitive nature of everything? That's when we get to look at excess. All right. So now let's talk about going from enmeshed to engaged with perspective. Enmeshed. <laughs> enmeshed. I feel like I'm on $10,000 pyramid where I'm trying to give a hint for someone to, to guess this other word. Caught up completely in making the external world a blended, mushed-together finger painting of what's inside you. It's the place where there's no separation between thoughts and feelings. There's no real I, where one experiences one experience like collapses into the other, where beliefs are formed without really understanding where they originated, where we try to connect all of this with anything that looks even remotely related on the outside, enmeshed. It's those moments when someone begins to talk with us about something and we jump on it and say, I know what that is. I believe it. I get it. I totally get it. But we never actually figured out the difference between their experience and ours. This idea of being enmeshed means that every world event takes on a level of importance because it's totally connected to what's going on inside of you that you aren't really owning and claiming. There is no separation. There's no line. There's no way to tell the difference between that and this, that and me. And this is a byproduct of not being able to own the inner experience. And it's oftentimes really emotionally charged. Hot potato, right? Something in there like you can't be without hot potato. This is where the healing of life becomes so important because when you have trauma, that is absolutely a hot potato, the events of that, and you're going to construct life to avoid it. So your power, when it's enmeshed with other people and ideas and beliefs, it means you haven't really gotten in touch with the source point in you. And it translates into your power not having the central substance and energy that it could have. In fact, you know, when you're enmeshed, you can fuel all kinds of actions and movement without even being aware because you don't keep hold of the ends. It's like they're flying around and no one can catch them. Like the end of a ribbon on a, or the end of a string on a balloon. So in contrast, what we actually want is to be engaged and interested, seeking, listening, sharing, you know, with the whole thing wrapped inside of you, knowing your perspective, 
what's happening within you while all that goes on and bringing that perspective as part of the exchange with others in the world. I suppose all of these categories of power dissolution are really ways to think about what happens when you truly don't stay with the learning about the self. And how does that look in everyday life? So often in, in my life and when I watch others, I see these examples of unconsolidated power and the person doesn't realize what they're doing. Their actions are familiar. So the thought of not being excessive or being flimsy or really noticing how they're blending their inner world and enmeshing it, they don't want to notice that. It's, it's unappealing. <laughs> but our power is important because when we are in it, it's concentrated we're then able to bring everything that we are to the moment. It can make the difference between a parent-child relationship that really works or a decision to make a job change for the right reasons or choices about how we spend money that work in our long-term favor. See, the more we can gather our power by really listening, the more of life we'll be able to get access to. All right, let's see if I can squeeze in this last category, which is going from the dysfunctional meeting of needs to being willing to not get them met. So what does this mean? Well, most of us have covert, underhanded, unconscious ways to get our needs met. You'll recall I've spoken about the five core needs of being human before, to be safe, to be loved, to be acceptable, to be valued, and to belong. So those core needs translate into a whole slew of specific things that are needed to deliver what's wanted. Emotional safety is not being yelled at. Belonging is, is seen by someone being included in a ride to school. So when I talk about getting our needs met in ways that are dysfunctional, what I'm referring to is this idea that I figure out how to get my needs met without having to ask for it or tell you that I'm working it in so you don't realize it. It sounds like, since you didn't want to go tonight, I didn't have to tell you I had double booked and couldn't go. See, the thing about getting our needs met without being out in the open is there's usually a match from the world or the other person attached to it. So if I get my need to feel accepted met by being funny, then you will look to get your need to be accepted by laughing even when you don't think I'm funny. The recognition of our needs is much better spent in acknowledgement and being truly willing to live without what we're asking for or wanting. Because, because when we do that, the part of who you are, or who I am, well, they don't have to go through all those gyrations and dynamics and machinations to get attention. There is a theme here about needing attention. Almost every one of these from and to has an element of attention needing and getting. So when we're trying to cultivate our source of power, the more we can pay attention and listen and learn about the thoughts and feelings and experiences that live inside of us, the more that power is going to engage on our behalf instead of looking like excess dysfunction, unhealthiness, flimsiness, and enmeshment. And enmeshment. I don't think I quite have time to go through the last one that I had here, which is how our true power goes uh, from fear uh, to, uh, uh, to forming attachments. So I'll have to 
probably save that one uh, for for the next one. But I'm hoping tonight you've been able to spend just a moment, just a moment to think about how you let your power spread and disperse and dis- and and move away from you rather than pulling it into yourself and how that is connected to your own avoidance and not wanting to hold on to the hot potato of all the parts of who you are. You can go from spreading yourself unconsciously outward to consolidating within and emanating more of the power of you. The role of people in our lives, the lure of intellectual material, the shock associated with world events, it's all on the outside of you. And oftentimes I know it seems so much more compelling than really getting to know what lives inside yourself. But don't let it pull you. Start to notice how you've colluded with giving your power away. It's really at the source of what will cause, you know, all of us to write, like, not operate inside of powerlessness, not operate inside of helplessness, and not operate inside of a place where we feel like things are happening to us all the time. Thank you so much for being here with my show. I hope to see you next week at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I am be well and have a wonderful week.